Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Search and browse more privately. Download the free DuckDuckGo app today. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. One can't help but be positive. The other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. The only thing they seem to agree on is that they can barely agree on anything. Blah, blah, blah. I'm Andy Hart. I'm not happy about this. It's sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. The Clippers got... The you know they they were they were in and they knew that he was hurt, but when they they didn't realize the extent and when they couldn't go in and look for themselves, the the timing of everything didn't work because of the midnight deadline. I'll, I'll tell you this: if if they had an extra couple of days, if this conversation ended up a couple of days ago, and instead of the, the 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 midnight deadline for Kristaps Porzingis to move uh, and and uh, opt in. If that wasn't there, the Clippers might have had like an extra day to say, okay, let's just take a look at them. Let's get them in for some imaging. Let's us do our own due diligence and get get a sense of what's in there, so we can tell what you know. Is he how hurt is he? Second hour, Fitzy and Hart, W-E-E-I, on a Saturday afternoon. I'm Andy Hart, joined by not Nick Fitzy-Stevens, because he's living the good life at his Cape house. Must be nice. Yeah, must be nice. A second home. Jeez. (laughs) Uh, But that voice you hear is Mike Cadlick, W-E-E-I.com's new Patriots beat reporter. And he is uh, breaking down with me today his uh, disappointment, which has not reached Chris Forsberg levels, of the (laughs) trade of Marcus Smart. It's and, reasonable disappointment. Yes, it is reasonable disappointment. I can understand that it Thank was you. a long time. There was disappointment in both directions. Marcus Smart, I think, was caught off guard by this and you know, certainly felt like he was going to retire or finish his career potentially as a Boston Celtic. That's not going to happen. And that man you just heard was John Corrales yesterday on the Gresham Fourier program with uh, Fitzy and Hart filling in, talking about how it shifted from Malcolm Brogdon in this trade going to the Clippers to Marcus Smart going into the uh, Memphis Grizzlies lineup. And he, he finished with, I think, could, could you re-rack that, uh, Brian? The, the last couple words, how hurt is he, I believe, are the final words of that clip. And I didn't mean to put you on the spot there, so if you don't have it, don't worry about it. But 
I think that's a key question here in this this post Marcus Smart trade. How hurt is, is he? Yeah, yeah. How hurt is he? Because I I understand the midnight deadline with Porzingis opting into his contract and all of that played a a factor here. But how hurt is Malcolm Brogdon? Is Malcolm Brogdon going to have surgery? Is he ready to start the season? Does he play in the 2023 calendar year? Like, I am always uh, hesitant or concerned when I hear about injuries. And I know we had a caller who said, ah, it's just a forearm, right? <laughs> well, I mean, he shoots. Yeah, he's a sh- you, use, kind you of do important. use your forearms in basketball. <laughs> you do use your forearm. Um, and sometimes things are called forearm, and it's like, oh, yeah, we called it forearm, but it was really... You know, Tommy John surgery. It's in that area. That's sort of near. It's the like the hockey arm. injuries. It's like yeah, it's a guy gets a concussion yeah. and it's an upper body injury, right? Or a guy so, breaks his ankle and it's a lower lower body injury. Return questionable, right? <laughs> or Bill Belichick, who you just never know what he's yeah. talking about when he puts out an injury assessment. Um, I still think Malcolm Brogdon is a key part of this and his health. And do you, first of all, do you believe Malcolm Brogdon will still be on the Celtics this year, Mike? Yeah, I do. I think so. He's here. Yeah, even though he got sort of jerked around was traded not traded he's here yeah i do i think you're right he did get jerked around in the whole thing but no i do think it i do think they're gonna end up just leaving him on the roster yeah okay now do you believe he will like opening night he'll be playing like where are your concerns concern levels with his health well i think they're high because they tried they they tried to get rid of him and then they couldn't and now he's just kind of here and he has this lingering injury that they don't know if he's going to get surgery yet like okay it's june your season ended what a month and a half ago two months ago why have they not decided at least whether he's going to get surgery or not that makes no sense to me make a decision and get him get him on the floor when when he has to be yes um and i may be this this may be um uh, uh an incorrect comparison or they they're not really tied together so they shouldn't be in my head but like the trevor story thing is yeah. in my head 100 percent he could have had surgery earlier. He didn't. Like, they knew about this for a while, even going back to when they signed him. Like, yep. this is where I get a little dubious and don't always trust reports and information that's disseminated by the team or by beat guys because sometimes I think it's manipulated to suit the purposes of either the player or the team at the time. And I think Malcolm Brogdon is still an important piece to the Celtics. Whether he's he was a just chip. so average during the playoffs, and that's what like kind of bothers me too. It's like he was so he was good during the regular season. He was your sixth man of the year, all that good stuff. And then when it came down to crunch time, he was just a ghost. Well, and I think the injury had something to do with that. Yeah, I suppose. Um, but also, I mean, I thought there were a lot of guys that did not have great postseasons. Right. I would start at the top of the depth chart. I would say Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So should two. they have traded those guys? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm they kidding, didn't. But... But I would also, because there's so many layers to Brogdon, health, role, um, as we talked about a little bit earlier, his comments about the defense and Missoula and mm-hmm. sort of that, is he not on board with, with what they want to do? And now that Smart is gone, I think he's important. If you, if you, As I said, if you get rid of him, well, you've changed your roster, but I don't know that you're better and deeper with Porzingis, right. but you lose Smart and Brogdon. And I think sometimes depth, that was one of the rallying cries of this team, right? Not only did you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, two all-NBA players, but you had a deep roster. How many teams can put Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon out there and have two guys that can both score 20 points with their best players on the bench and things of that nature? Well, if you get rid of Smart and you get rid of Brogdon, I'm, I think that cuts into your depth. And we don't know what's going on with Grant Williams. We don't know what's going to be the status of Peyton Pritchard. We don't know what they want Peyton Pritchard to be. Right. He wants a bigger role. Because he still want to get traded. Yeah. Right. 
Well, he wants a bigger role. I think he would take a bigger role here. Sure. But do they believe he's worth a bigger role? Is is that part of his future with this organization in his career? So I think Malcolm Brogdon's status, health, um, even whether he's part of the team, like I think there's a lot of questions with Malcolm Brogdon that play a role in how good this Celtics team can be. Because I do not believe that they're just going to be a contender because they have three good players, like this new big three no. with Porzingis. Like You're still going to need depth and role players and go seven, eight deep in the postseason and all those things beyond the health issues that you have with some of your top players. So I think Malcolm Brogdon's future with or without the Celtics in it is a key part of this team and this trade and everything that goes into it. Let's go back to the phone lines. 617-779-7937. Talking Marcus Smart trade, Kristaps Porzingis, and what the Celtics can do this season. And we'll go do that with David in the car who wants to talk about the Celtics roster after this team. What's up, David? Hey, not too much. Uh, one thing I just wanted to bring up is when I look at teams that in the history of the NBA, when they finally get over that hump, they usually have that veteran role player that they bring in that's had a ring. And I know Sam Cassell as a coach does that, but even the 2008 Celtics, they had Jane Posey, who we kind of forget came out of Miami, came off Miami. When the Lakers had caught Shaq and Kobe, we think of how great they are, but they brought Robert Ory. So I really would like to see them take Pritchard and some of this draft capital and go after, you know, somebody off the Toronto roster, one of those guys that, you know, he's just not a star, but just a role player that can fill the Marcus um, Smart kind of, you know, uh, tough guy role, but also has a ring. Draymond Green. Draymond Green. Bring him in. Well, that's a bigger, uh, I think that's maybe a bigger name player yeah, than David uh, was talking about. But I, I don't totally disagree. Um, and How about Andre where... Iguodala? He's a free, unrestricted free agent. You don't have to give anything up to get him. He's won four championships. He was kind of that guy for the Warriors. He hadn't won before he got there, but he was that mm-hmm. veteran guy for that young Warriors team. You've tried to copy the Warriors for the last six, seven years. <laughs> Bring in Andre Iguodala. Isn't he like a complete trash can now, though? Sure, but what, what's Udonis Haslam to the Heat? They all seem yeah, to yeah, gush yeah. and love Udonis Haslam, a guy who doesn't play at all. Iguodala can give you two, three minutes a game, sure, Did but I feel like... <laughs> I, I think he's one of those guys... Was he with Memphis? So he's still oh. with the Warriors, or oh, was last year. Back. Okay. So he was there for the last few years, and he he bounced around. He was on that Miami team that went to the championship in the bubble. Like okay. He's a guy who players in the league, I think, respect and like mm-hmm. to play with. And he uh, stays in good shape. Man, yeah. he, he always looks like he's absolutely yoked. He's not a guy. He's 39 years old, and he was uh, he was with Golden State the last two years. Two years prior to that, he was with Miami. Uh, he played in eight games this season, uh, so not exactly a big uh, big role. He'd be Haslam. He'd be the Haslam of of the Celtics. Did he play in the play? He played seven games. No, he did not. That was not this year. He did not play in the playoffs. So he played eight games during the regular season. Um, I don't disagree with the idea. I actually, David's point, I think some of the stuff that Marcus Smart has been given credit for, I like when it comes from a guy on the end of the bench, a Haslam. Like, I do think you need those roles. I don't think it needs to be your third or fourth best player all the time. And it's interesting because I get into fights with people. You know, we're talking about leadership and veteran presence and all these things. And people like to bring up Al Horford and he's the leader. And I I don't know what kind of leader Al Horford is. And this isn't meant to trash him. But some of the places he's been, the leadership has been lacking. And issues have popped up that he didn't seem capable or desire. Right. 
to to sort of squash. No, so. he goes to Philly, and that that blows up in their face. Blows he was gone, up. completely blows up. He gets sent to Oklahoma City, and that blows up. Meanwhile, Chris Paul goes in, I think, the next year after Horford, and kind of turns that thing around in Oklahoma. So, like, I don't know what. I don't know what Horford really brings as far as a leadership level because then he comes back here, gets to take another back seat, is happy with, you know, his situation here. But when he's elsewhere, he doesn't seem like all that great of a guy who, you know, everyone wants to rally around. And does does Blake Griffin uh, offer any of that? No, does I don't he bring think so. some of that? No, wow. I think he's just like a him Shut and Peyton. That down. Well, him and Pritchard just kind of like to, you know, lollygag on the bench and like laugh and poke each other and have fun, which I mean, that's that's something, but I don't think Look, I don't think if you're down by three with, you know, 30 seconds left and you need somebody on the bench to come in and be like, let's go, let's lock this down, that's not going to be Blake Griffin. Yeah, and, and I don't. I think we're talking about different things, too. Like, you know, Haslam just doesn't play. And, right. like, Iguodala didn't play. If you're looking for a veteran like that, that you does his work, you know, in shoot-around, does that's his just work a coach. Timeouts. That's just, like, he mentioned Sam Cassell. Why can't Sam Cassell be that role? He why probably do, can. Why do they have he, to be on the the, play, the payroll and take a take up a twelve or one of the twelve roster he, spots? He he probably brings something like that, and we know they lost some of that during the season with Damon Stoudemire losing, right. like that ex player mentality. And hell, you and I have both heard Belichick talk about that in recent years. And, you know the Gerard Mayos right. and now Adrian Clem and Troy Brown and. The value of having some of those guys. It's football, different world. I know that, but the value of having former players on the roster, I mean, in the coaching staff or whatever, in that role because of their experiences that are just their own, right? Like, they they bring certain experiences that no one else can. So we're bringing you a Saturday afternoon radio experience that no one else can. This is the Fitzy and Hart program. He's Mike Cadlick filling in for Nick Fitzy Stevens. Coming down the home stretch here, a little abbreviated two-plus-hour show for Fitzy and Hart. We continue to take your calls, breaking down the Marcus Smart trade. Are you crying about it? Are you happy about it? Do you think it'll lead to a parade? 617-779-7937. Now, producer Brian Ferzoko. No, Ferzoko. How do you say that, Brian? You got Ferz- it the first time, Ferzoko. Oh, Brian Ferzoko will have your trending. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, your Boston Red Sox, they won last night 3-1 to one, over the Chicago White Sox in the south side of Chicago. Boston only managed three runs on four hits, including two-run blast from Rafael Devers. Brian Bayo got the victory. He went six and two-thirds innings, only allowing one earned run. And, uh, in the victory, um, he also walked one and struck out five. Game two of this three-game set will take place this afternoon. Will Fleming and Rob Bradford, they have the call from Chicago at 410 on the Shaws and Star Market. WEI Red Sox Radio Network, Shaws. Perfecting the art of fresh. James Paxson will get the start for the Sox against Lance Lynn for the Chicago White Sox. Joe Wow will get everything started with the Mass Mutual pregame show. That starts at 310. Mass Mutual Insurance Planning Investments. And before the game, the Red Sox recalled Bobby Dahlback from AAA Worcester after replacing infielder Pablo Reyes on the 10-day injured list with abdominal soreness. Lefty reliever Chris Murphy was also recalled, and Brandon Walter was sent down to Worcester. And finally, in soccer news, the Revolution will play their third consecutive home match at Gillette Stadium tonight against Toronto FC. I'm Brian Frizzoco on WEI, and that is... When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. 
Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. That's trending. You're listening to Fitzy and Hart on Boston Sports Original. WEEI. Without a doubt, the Patriots are going to be one of the top three improved offenses I'm 1,000% behind Mac Jones. Of all the quarter, the younger quarterbacks that have not ha- had an opportunity to kind of prove their consistency and, and what they can offer, I'm telling you right now that Mac Jones is going to be Pro Bowl caliber quarterback in the very near future, whether it's this year or in the next coming year, couple years. He's that good. I would say that everybody talks about Burrow in 19 at LSU. I would say 20 with Mac because when you talk to him about the offense – he was honestly the most impressive quarterback I've ever spoken to in college about like what he sees and how his brain processes and how it fires. So give me a break on what they were doing offensively last year. I mean, that, that, that he had no chance. He, not only did he not have weapons around him, but what they were doing schematically, he had no chance. So to blame him is a bunch of bullshit. You get Billy O'Brien, who is as good of offensive mind as there is, to come in there and work with Mac Jones – I'm telling you right now, you're going to see a drastic change in, in what he's doing as a quarterback and what uh, and what the Patriots are going to be able to do on that side of the football. So, That is college football and now part-time NFL analyst Kirk Herbstreet. Let's go, Herbie. Well, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> uh, on the Pat McAfee broadcast, showing his uh, support uh, for Mac Jones and the Patriots offense under Bill O'Brien. This is the Fitzy and Hart program. No Fitzy today. Filling in is WEEI.com's Mike Cadlick, and we need to get into that. There's a lot in that soundbite um, that I need to support some of, push back against some of, and just call out some of it as, I'll use his own words, BS. If you think Mac Jones was better than Joe Burrow in college, if you watch those two seasons mm-hmm. and think Mac Jones' season was better than Joe Burrow's, that's BS. That's absolutely No, nah, I don't think BS. he said that, though. What did he say? He said that he he did a... Uh... He said people want to talk about Joe Burrow, but in 20, when you look at Mac Jones, and I talked to him, nobody talked... Blah, 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 blah. Right, like, no, he said... He tied the two together. Yeah, of course. The better season, they the better comparable. player, the they most impressive similar. season was Joe Burrow. The numbers were similar. Okay. The way they got to those numbers could not have been more different, and I would urge everyone to go back and watch the highlights of the two. Now we're getting into it. Let's well, go. I've done this before. I did sure. this with old friend uh, Mike Manansky, who... He's that good. 
Yeah, he no, is. he he isn't that good. You just <laughs> did a disservice to Mac Jones. You compared him to Joe Burrow. That's the dumbest thing you could have done because that in college the seed that he's comparable. Joe Burrow because you know, they're they're still the same person. You don't change bodies. The skills, the abilities, the things Joe Burrow can do, Mac Jones can't, and that's okay because I think Mac Jones can still be a good NFL quarterback. I think Joe Burrow can be a great NFL quarterback. That's but fine. you just tied the two together, and then I think that's a disservice. He also he's said that nothing. Good. I would say yeah, he's that, that everybody good. talks about he's Burrow in 19 at LSU. I would say 20 mm. with Mac. Yeah, you, you tied them together. That okay. good. Don't, don't do that. Okay, and fine. then the part that he said about, because there is some stuff in here that's really good, but the part that he said about, uh, you know, they're going to be one of the top most three most improved offenses. No crap. I just almost swore. I just almost went all in and <laughs> swore. But I, uh, um, that, that tells me nothing. They were an embarrassing offense last year. So their improvement is obvious. They brought in a competent play caller and offensive coordinator. Yes, they are going to be better. Are they going to be good? Are they going to be really good? Are they going to be among the elite offenses? You didn't say anything about that. You just said he said it would be drastic. He said it would be drastic changes. Yeah, it is going to be drastic. Yeah. Just, so that's you know not just it, top three. That's yeah. like he's saying that to kind of save himself. It sounds like, but then he goes in to say that as far as his cerebralness and you know how he knows the game and. His uh his decision making and all that stuff, which is what separates him or separated him in that department from guys like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, is what is gonna in turn with the addition of Bill O'Brien make this improvement drastic. This I'm season. telling you right now that Mac Jones is gonna be Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. <laughs> That's word salad too. Like he was two years ago. He was right. Pro Bowl caliber. You know how I know? He played in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> like after, what you, so what after, after a bunch of other guys dropped out. But the, well that's how the Pro Bowl works every year. Well, because how, some of if right. you want to say he's all pro caliber, well, yeah, I would say, different. Whoa, whoa, Herbie, whoa, you're saying something. Pro Bowl caliber? Meaningless to me. He already made the Pro Bowl his rookie season. So move on. The most important part of this, if you're a Patriots fan and you like Kirk Herbstreet and you think he knows what he's talking about, is the simple I'm one thousand percent in on Mac Jones. That is the most interesting thing he said. Whoa. He's getting Max Hedrum there. <laughs> Max Hedrum. Uh, because if he's 1,000% in on Mac Jones, you have your quarterback, right? And and that is of question for some people. We talked about it earlier when we were talking about Marcus Smart, the most polarizing figure in Boston sports since Tuka Rask. He is now no longer in Boston sports. The most polarizing figure in Boston sports now yeah, is named that's Mac that's Jones. That's so right? to blame him is a bunch of bullshit. Whoa, whoa. He's swearing. Yeah. He's showing he's edgy. He's on a podcast. He swore. That's how he was angry. He was angry. But do you at not do you not agree with that part? That you know he he should get a break from last season and that it was not his fault. It was not his fault. Okay. I don't think he can be totally um, disconnected from blame. There were still bad throws. At some sure. point, the throw is your responsibility. And I understand there's a lot that goes into it. And if you're not comfortable, like he bears some blame. No, the bulk of the blame is on Bill Belichick. Okay. He made the worst coaching decision, maybe in the history Ever. of football. Literally. Yeah. Literally, maybe no, in the history of football. Coaching practice is what I called it all season. Right. You it's a fireable offense. Yep. For if everybody he doesn't else. have the resume and cachet and longevity that he has, it's a fireable offense. But because a bunch he of is. Bullshit. <laughs> it was a bunch of BS. And you know what else is a bunch of BS? The fact that he basically scapegoated Matt Patricia, whose only mistake was saying, yes, Bill, I'll do it for you. Yes, Bill, I'll take the job. But we're getting off track here. Mac Jones, 2023 season. Kirk Herbstreet is all in. He thinks he's going to improve and be Pro Bowl caliber. I don't know what he, but he's all in. He's a thousand percent in. And somebody else who's all in, I believe, I don't want to put words in his mouth. I'll give yeah. him a chance to do that himself. All in Mike Cadlick on Mac Jones, correct? 
Uh, yeah, pretty much. I think. He... Oh, don't pretty much it. Just go all right. Fine, let's do it. All in. I am all okay. in on one Michael McCorkle Jones this season. I I do. Even, I... Go ahead. even after you saw the last two days of minicamp. Yeah, because the first the first four we saw there was there was a ton of command and confidence and trust in the system that we did not see at any point last season, Andy. So yes, and but even I would say even that's on the two great days, ratio, even on the uh, the two days that, and we talked about it on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast post practice. Even those two days that we started to compare to last season, realistically taking a step back, it wasn't even close to what we saw last season. There was well, some last mishaps, season, but it wasn't necessarily on Mac Jones. Last season, when? Because last season, in the early stages, no one was complaining about the offense. The, uh, the complaints no. didn't come till training camp and beyond. There weren't a ton uh, of complaints in minicamp and OTAs if you go back and look at it. It still wasn't great, though. Like, there well, is a... It, go ahead. And it wasn't great this year. Like, But my point is, I think the worst practices this year mm-hmm. may have been worse than the worst practices last year up until this point. And that's problematic. Uh, I'll, I'll have to... I can't, I can't... Check I, your notes. Yeah, right. L- let me go back. But uh, to say that... I just think that there was so much more command and like trust in what they were doing offensively and again it's it's mini camp so we're not like there's no there's no contact there's no pads so it's kind of hard to judge but that's what we have to do in this business is take Correct. what we saw and analyze it and what mm-hmm. we saw there was like a clear in my opinion clear command clear control clear trust in what was happening on the field with Bill O'Brien, there was, and it wasn't just like like last season when and the reports came out. They were just running plays. There was no rhyme or reason. There was really no like pre-snap, post-snap reads. It felt like it just felt like here, Mac. Here's the play and run it. You have no control, nothing, and that was problematic. And now this season, Mac has the ability to pre-snap, post-snap, check, do all these things, make calls, make reads, alert, alert, that that type of stuff. And we saw that firsthand in the in the five days that we were down there, and it looked like it was running rather smooth. The stuff that did go wrong wasn't his fault. It was offensive line troubles. It was basically that's what it was was offensive line troubles because look they they fixed the offensive coordinator thing. They fixed the the weaponry in my opinion with Juju and Gesicki. Now granted, Juju's hurt, and so that's a whole other uh, house of cards that we can cross when we get there because Dalvin Cook. Could be on his way to Foxborough. We will never. We will see what happens. He's out here liking tweets about it. But uh, no, I think they they fixed some things, and Mac looks uh, a lot more comfortable than he did a season ago. And I think that's certainly a start. I think the word that's key is the one you use: trust. He trusts Bill O'Brien, right. as he should. Yep. He he can just he knows what he's coached. You know, exactly. he knows what he's done, where he's done it, with who. And for a quarterback Patriots. that's that relies so much on his brain and his knowledge of the game, and you know doing things like like Herb Street said, you know, the the pre-snap, post-snap stuff and understanding why things are happening. Max said it himself. He wants to know the why and he wants to be coached hard. That's exactly what Bill O'Brien brings to the table. Because he knows he's not the most talented. He exactly. can't just go out there and wing it and right. sling it and run and, you know, fire it into tight windows. He needs to win pre-snap and with his head. I that, think he's like, very self-aware of what I, he is as a quarterback. Of that, I do believe. Yeah. I do think he knows I need to win... Wednesday night, Thursday yep. night, Friday night. I can't just show up Sunday. You know, Mike Vick, remember when Mike Vick admitted like he didn't watch film and yeah. just kind of show? Mike Vick can do that. Right. He's got the fastest feet on the planet combined with one of the strongest arms on the planet. You can just go out there and kind of wing it and sling it. I think Mac does know, no, I can't do that. I, I don't have the wheels. Right. I don't have the arm strength to do those types of things. I need to know what we are doing. I need to conduct an offense. And I know it gets like the negative 
connotations, but like game manager. Like I need to manage this I offense. I hate the like, negative connotation towards game manager. Yeah, I've I never really it. understood it either. No. It's, it's to me, it's a little bit like the try hard thing. Oh God forbid he tries. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought we wanted people to try exactly. Hard. Um, but I do think Mac is aware that he needs to win with scheme and knowledge and, and pre-snap and all of those things. Right. But the question is, how good is he? Because I believe Kirk Herbstreet when he says, not that he compares the seasons, the production, or anything of Joe Burrow and Mac Jones. I believe him when he says, you sit down with him, and it was as impressive a talk right. about football as he's ever had. I think Mac can do that. I think... You know, we've had all these, you know, his superpower is his brain, I think Orlovsky likes to say, yep. Dan Orlovsky from ESPN. And I believe that, but the question is, can you win with just a brain? Because I think that's, there's some level where you do have to make the throws. You do have to have the talent. You do have to have the the quickness, the eye-hand court, like the various aspects that go sure. into the position. And, like, if you said, better chance, Mac Jones is a great football coach or Mac Jones is a great football player, I'd take coach. Is right a bunch now. of bullshit. <laughs> ah, you, you can't call that BS on this show because we can't swear because while this will go on a podcast feed for six rings and football things, it's also being regulated by the FCC. But we'll dub in the swears on the podcast mean? feed. <laughs> yeah, can you remove the, the bleeps yeah. for the podcast so you, we get edgy again? I think that's how you have to do it in the podcast world. you got to be edgy. you yeah. got to drop a couple Does swears. I don't think we should do that. But do you do – you, do you believe, let's take Herb Street instead of using his words, will Mac Jones be a all-pro caliber quarterback at any point in his career? Mm, fringe, maybe. Fringe? So you think he can, because I don't even think he'll be a No, I don't, I don't, you're right, no, I don't think he he will be. I think he is, and, and we have these debates about quarterbacks, like there's the top five generally that right. are elite quarterbacks, and you can pencil those in most years. And then after that, the five to the six to fifteen kind of fluctuates. Like, oh, this guy has a good year because oh, he's got a good weapon this year. He's got a good coach, and now he's going to be the sixth best quarterback in football. Whereas two years from now, if his receiver gets hurt, he could end up looking like the fourteenth best quarterback right. in football. I think that's the upside for Mac. I think that's the ceiling for Mac is getting into that group. Right now, I actually think he's just outside of that group. Mm -hmm. He's in because we've seen rankings of anywhere from what like. 16 to 20 something i mean some people had him that's one of the that's just too low though. that's that's not giving him enough credit we'll see because this is the make or break year for mac that's the one oh, yeah. thing that i i agree with herb street on you bring in billy o'brien well now the excuses are gone the one remaining excuse and you just brought it up from the practice field if the tackle situation sucks mm -hmm. It's hard for almost any quarter, even the really good ones. Right. We hear it. You know, we watch a Super Bowl with, with Patrick Mahomes. Ah, oh, his offensive line stinks, and they lose, and then they go spend $100 million on offensive line improvement. Like, and a bad offensive line can derail an offense. That's yep. reality. That's I'm, I'm pre-making excuses for Mac, I guess, looking forward to, like, I think that's the only one, though, because everyone – and I heard Shime and, and Curtis talking about it earlier, how they did nothing – to, to fix things from last year. That's not true. They did bring in Bill O'Brien. They did move on from Matt Patricia. They did sign Juju Smith-Schuster. They did sign Mike Kosicki. So, like, I think they fixed... They completely revamped the offensive coordinator. And then I think they did, like... Bringing in Juju and Gasicki is helping you offensively with weapons. I don't, they I don't, have enough weapons. They, right. They, any quarterback who's good, if he gets offensive line play, yep. but the weapons, the yeah. weapons on this team are good enough to be good. Agreed. I don't know that they're great. I don't know that you're going to win a shootout with with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase mm -hmm. in, like, an AFC championship game. I don't know if you're that good, 
but you're good enough to be good in terms of the depth of weapons you have at both receiver, tight ends, running back. The the pass catchers are fine. I agree. But the offensive line is one of my house of cards positions mm-hmm. I've been talking about. that, And I don't even know if it's a house of cards right now because I'm not even really sure who the two tackles are going to be. Is Trent Brown in the mix? Is he out of the mix? Is is Riley Reef in the mix? Is Calvin Calvin Anderson looks like the most stable of the group yeah. right now? Yeah, he does. based on practice, and I don't know that that's a good thing. No, it's not. And you you also left out. So they bring in Billy O'Brien to fix what Matt Patricia broke. They also bring in Adrian Clem to fix what Matt Patricia kind of broke in terms of the offensive line coaching, which is a more solidified position there with Clem in that mix. I mean, I don't know if he's a great O-line coach. I'm not going to pretend he's Dante Scarnecchia, but he played the position. He's coached it in both the NFL and the college ranks, so that's well ahead of any experience Matt Patricia had at that spot uh, last year. So I think that's a step in the right direction, but people are going to get mad if you make excuses for Mac, but uh, you know me. I just call it like I see it, and I think there's a chance I'll see it and say, Wow, those tackles stink. <laughs> yeah. He's got no time. He's getting killed. His passes are getting batted, which was an issue at times in minicamp action. Um, so I think that's the last that's the last excuse for the Mac supporters if he doesn't have a, a great year or has some stumbles is the tackle position of, of the offense. And what I think happened this offseason is they went into it and they thought, okay, it was the scheme and the coaching. It wasn't the actual players that was the reason why the offensive line was bad. It was it was the scheme, it was the coaching, it was the injuries. So what they did was instead of going out and getting your Orlando Brown Jr. or your Jawan Taylor or one of those big-name yep. tackles, they said, all right, we're going to bring – Trent will come back, we'll grab – a couple guys to fill in in the rotation on the right side will have depth instead of having, you know, you bring back Connor McDermott, who you know of, trust in, but instead of having to, you know, dip into the well of the Connor McDermott's like they did last year, they bring McDermott back, then they go get Anderson, then they go get Reef, and they say, all right, we're going to run it back with depth, and we're also going to actually bring in a serviceable system to run and scheme up with these offensive linemen. I think they were a little bit over uh, over their heads on that one because now, again, it's already a disaster. That if the Patriots had a better situation to tackle, Trent Brown would be gone. Yep. Well, yeah, I'm, that's kind of obvious. When you have a disgruntled guy whose effort was questionable last year, you'd love to get rid of him, but you can't because you barely have enough guys with him in the mix. Mike Cadlick, before we wrap up this segment of Patriots Talk, simple question for you. Who do you like more, Marcus Smart or Mac Jones? <laughs> Uh, since he's still here, I'll go Mac Jones. Oh, that's such a typical answer yeah. for you people. That's a very fitzy <laughs> Us answer. peeps. For you people. I like to throw you people around because it makes people a little squirrely I'm uncomfortable. I'm for it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to make people uncomfortable on the radio. It's a Saturday afternoon. We talked a lot of Marcus Smart, trade, Celtics. We just gave you a good 20-minute segment on Mac Jones and... Should he be compared to Joe Burrow? Is he ready for a bounce-back Pro Bowl season? Are you buying into Kirk Herbstreet's BS comments? 1,000%. All that and more as we come down the home stretch of the Fitzy and Hart program here on WEEI on a rainy, gray Saturday afternoon. It's a bunch of bullshit. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Fitzy Hart on WEEI. Boston Sports Original. I'll bet you we haven't had too many times in the NFL offseason in late June where there was a player like yourself or DeAndre Hopkins available. Two players of your caliber who are out there very strange. Have you had any contact with him at all? Have you two spoken, exchanged texts, communicated in any way about the fact that you're both oddly now free agents? Yeah, like you said, dynamic player. Like D-Hop, everybody knows who D-Hop is. Like you know what you're getting out of D-Hop, and you know what he's going to bring to your roster. And it's the same for me. Like, you know what the film speaks for itself. Like, I don't really got to do too much. Like, you know, talking about who Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins is. But we haven't talked. And he was one of those guys that I was going to reach out to because, like, I know he got the same mindset as me. Like, we trying to go win. We trying to get on the roster and trying to go contend. So if we can't end up on the same roster and be on the same team, you know, that would be the beauty of the situation. You know, you, we, we know what we're trying to come do and what we bring bringing to the team. So if we end up on the same roster, man, that would be something like – that would be something epic for, for, for NFL. That was former Minnesota Vikings playmaking running back Dalvin Cook, current free agent, talking with ESPN's Adam Schefter on his podcast about the possibility of Dalvin Cook, Pro Bowl running back, who is on the open market, maybe pairing up with DeAndre Hopkins, Pro Bowl wide receiver, who remains on the open market. And this is the Fitzy and Hart program where at least one side of the show at all times remains super positive. And I think Mike Cadlick oh, yeah. from WEI.com would lust after and love the idea of DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin Cook joining forces eh, hell, at Gillette Stadium and maybe putting the Patriots over the top. I know there was a graphic out there. Do the Patriots make the playoffs if those two guys sign with the team? I certainly think that could put them over oh, the yeah. top. I don't think it's a lock because I still think they're in a tough division with good teams ahead of them. But um, that would be a lot of fun. Do you think there is a single shot in Hades that happens? Realistically, no, I don't think it happens. Oh, come on. You're supposed to fake it. However, it. no, I, I we got some we got some interesting, uh, I don't know, and I'm sure you don't read into this stuff all that much, but some interesting Twitter um, oh, God. 
Twitter googly thing eyes. is happening. And maybe not, not really googly eyes, but so uh, Michael Lombardi. Yeah. Former uh, Patriots guy, a uh, yeah. a Belichick bobo himself. Absolutely. Was on, was on McAfee. water at all times. Yeah, he's a, he's a water carrier for Belichick. So he was on Pat McAfee yesterday and said that he believes Dalvin Cook would be a good fit for the Patriots, and they do need another back because they did cut your friend James Robinson. Son of a bitch. So Lombardi says that. Dalvin Cook then retweets it on Twitter. Googly-eye, googly-eye, googly-eye. Uh, someone tweets that out. I quote tweet it with a nice highlight video of one Dalvin Cook, and Dalvin Cook likes that. So Aww. jaw up off the floor. Yeah, jaw dropping moment. Dalvin Cook is in the weeds on uh, Dalvin Cook to New England propaganda himself on uh, the old Twitter sphere. So the one problem yeah. with the whole idea is hasn't he kind of been on the record that he he gonna get paid? Yeah, but he did also way? he did also tell Schefter he wants to win. So. If yeah, him I think and Hopkins he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. Yeah, of course. Just like Hopkins Just like is too. Hopkins wants They're, to win, but they also obviously want to get paid. Yeah, right. Cook. Try, see, if they wanted to win, I think DeAndre Hopkins would have already signed with Buffalo or Kansas City. Right. I agree. Like, basically, uh, Mike Giardi told us yesterday the deal to Kansas City was basically done mm-hmm. until OBJ signed with the Ravens, and D Hop saw that money and was like, "Wait a minute, I can get that. I'm better than him. Yeah. Why am I taking less money? So, I would call." To steal Kirk Herbstreet's phrase, BS. I would call BS on Dalvin Cook saying, yeah, we want the same thing. We want to win. I don't think either of these guys wants to win, quite honestly. I think they want to get paid. I think they want the biggest paycheck they can possibly get. And I don't say that with a critical tone. Mm-hmm. You do you. Whatever you prioritize, right. I will never question it because I think there's a lot of us. Would we jump to a new job for an extra 10 grand, 20 grand, 30 grand, whatever the number? Yes, we would. Money is important in this world. Now, I know they have a lot more money than we do, but it's all relative. Um, I think in all tax brackets, whether you're at the lower end or the higher end, you want more money. Everybody wants more money. But I I think they're being disingenuous if they say they want to win. If they want to win, we know D-Hop would already be in Buffalo or Kansas City, and Dalvin Cook would probably be uh, with a team on a lower money deal. I, yeah, the I would shelf love life. To watch. The the running back shelf life is so minimal that like oh, it, he yeah. had he has to go get a payday because he will never get it again. Like this is well, his la- absolute last chance to go get paid. And I think both of them, whether uh, separately or together, what, if they sign somewhere now, I think they're nuts. Why would you not wait at this point? If you're a you're a proven Pro Bowl caliber player, mm-hmm. like you know you're going to get a job sometime somewhere. Don't you wait for the inevitable torn ACL or blown patella? That happens to a receiver or right. a running back early in training camp. Keep yourself in shape. Heck, skip some extra, especially a running back. We know running backs show up and play. Like, I give you the ball. You run with ball fast and far. Like, <laughs> right. it, it's the Adrian it Peterson did it with Washington. He added up right. with 1,000 yards. Right. Right. And and Dalvin Cook has more left in the tank now exactly. than Peterson did. So if I'm those two guys, I think it's crazy to sign. As much as I would love to pretend like they're headed to Foxborough, we'll see them to start training camp on July 25th or whatever, like, I love that idea. I also think it's a little um, misplaced, though. I would love to see them. Like, don't get me wrong. They make the Patriots better. Right. I wish one of them played cornerback. <laughs> I wish one of them yeah, had the right. Pro Bowl caliber cornerback, and I'd be more excited about them joining the Patriots because I think they need that more. But the Hopkins one, I mean, it feels like I have poo-pooed this all along. Like, I've been really dubious. I'm like, why would he come here? No, mm-hmm. no. Why? Would... And now it's starting to feel like, well, does no one want him? I know. Like, how long is he going to wait? Right. Is he really just mulling over Tennessee or New England, New England or Tennessee? Because I think if it's New England and Tennessee, you got a good shot to get DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, yeah. Those are the only come, options. I'd pick here over Tennessee all day. Me too. Right. And you know me. I'm not like super homer guy, but Bill O'Brien's a good offensive coordinator. You have 
I think you can argue that both quarterbacks are questionable, right? Like mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill, questionable, or do they go with one of the young guys or whatever? I I think you could argue the better quarterback situation is Mac Jones because Mac Jones with Brian with uh, Josh McDaniels looked pretty good. Now you have him with with Billy O'Brien. Right. He probably will. I just I think they if that's and there's all an affi- it is, there's the affinity for Bill Belichick that he has. Absolutely, there's a, there's a, a mutual respect there. He Although wants to play be, with Bill. It, yes, and I do think that is part of it. Although I got to think Mike Vrabel is a pretty decent guy to play for. Not not on Bill's level right. in terms of that, but um, I think they were together in Houston too, wasn't he there? Yes, okay. I believe they did share time. He's the linebackers coach and right. then the coordinator, so they spent some time. Um, who knows whether that's a pro or a con? Maybe mm-hmm. they have like true. negative thoughts about each other. Um, but no, this is the first time over like the last week where I was like, huh, D Hop might literally end up with the Patriots. I never saw that coming. I never saw that happening. And I don't buy the Dalvin Cook thing. A, I don't think they'll go someplace together. I think that's just fun fantasy talk for right. Dalvin Cook to have fun on a podcast. Um, and B, do the Patriots want to invest in a big money running back? Like you have Ramondre Stevenson, who right? You need a you need a wide receiver more than you need a running back. I oh, think. absolutely! You have a number one running back. You do not have a number one right. wide receiver, and that's something that snuck up on me yesterday too. Number one wide receiver talk is number one wide receivers in the AFC East are a major talking point right now because you don't have one. The Buffalo Bills have one that transformed their quarterback and their offense, but he's perpetually upset with. I don't even know the world, his contract, yeah. his quarterback. Like he's always a, he's a true diva receiver, right? And I don't say that necessarily as a shot; it's a reality of the position. And then Tyreek Hill is slapping people, assaulting people Ridiculous. allegedly on boats and fishing trips. So you know, it's funny. Like, is Garrett Wilson the most solidified number one wide receiver in the division? Yeah, and that kid's going to be season? damn good. I think. Right, he's especially really you know <laughs> he's getting a good quarterback. He showed right. you he can be good without a good quarterback. Theoretically, he's getting a good quarterback, but. The Jets may have the most solidified number one receiver, unless you say, well, Miami also has Waddle, and I would agree with that because I like Jalen Waddle too. He probably is a number one receiver right. in his own right. But that position that has become so interesting and important in football in recent years in the AFC East right now is sort of uh, up in the air because of uh, recent events. Yeah, and I again, I think that I think DeAndre Hopkins brings you that for at least one season. And I know that is he's... Is that not, worth it? I don't think Belichick has the... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't think he has the ability to look past this season. I think he needs to win right now or else things can change around here really fast. So what I don't do you think... Mean by that? Oh, what do you mean by that? Well, I, okay, so f- they're not going to fire seat? Bill. Yeah, I do. Hot seat? Yes, hot seat. Cadillac colon Belichick on hot seat. Put Why it on did we bury this in the last five minutes of the show? <laughs> yeah. You got to listen all the way through. Because I... Wow. Look, last, it's like a Marvel movie. They're not, Stay for the closing credits. Yeah, they're not going to fire him, but there could like reasonably be a mutual parting of ways if uh, if things don't go their way this season. Robert Kraft you wants to he, win. Yeah, he wants to win, but do you think they would mutually part ways? You buy into that crap? He could quote. They might announce retire. it as that. Yeah, no, they might announce it. Yeah, because they're, they're not going to fire him. They don't want that kind of PR. But yeah, they need so to win this season. So he's going to retire like you know eight or ten games. The all-time NFL win. I don't know about that yeah, mutual that be, parting. Yeah, it feels like a a firing, a yeah. pushing out. But the, the, my point is, they don't really have the uh, like. I, I think they need to win now. So you bring in Hopkins just this year just to win and get again. It, he's going to command more money than you can probably give. But you do it because you need to win right now. You don't have the ability to look forward next year in the future, especially with Mac Jones being in this critical fourth, third, third, third se- ugh, excuse me, third season uh, where you need to figure out picking up oh, a fifth year option. I'm so. sure Mac would love it. Like you say right. Bill is on the hot seat. Mac's on the hot seat too. Exactly. You say, That's why hey, it's Mac, so important. Between mini camp and training camp, I gave you Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins. That's a uh that's a potentially career altering right. addition 
for Mac Jones. And it would be fun for us. There's there's no doubt about it. Now, I don't know if it puts you over the top still. I still think the AFC East is a really good division. Like, yeah, you'll be more fun to watch. You'll be more talented. But you'll, I think you'll still be in a dogfight in the division and in the conference. The, the, the conference is loaded. Yeah, it is. You know, getting back to the Herb Street, you know, who's going to be better and how much better and offense is like, don't you assume Denver's going to be better? Russell Wilson's putting out all his workout videos, and he's got Sean Payton. Right? Like, right. he, theoretically, the Denver Broncos are going to be a better team. The Baltimore Ravens should be a better team. They added OBJ, they added Zay Flowers, and they have a quarterback who's now content with his contract and probably has a chip on his shoulder to prove that he's worth it and is an elite quarterback. And you add that to the mix of Burrow and Allen and and Herbert and Mahomes. Like, Don't sleep AFC. on the Pittsburgh Steelers either, Andy. Okay, Ryan Pickett, he stretched his fingers, I heard. They're longer, he no longer has small hands. Like, Carl Pickens, they think, is going to have a a breakout second season. Every, like, there's a loaded... Ryan Pickett and Carl Pickens, I think you mean one Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, I... It's it's, late on a Saturday. It's it's two hours. We got about four minutes left. (laughs) I mean, I know they say finish strong, but I don't know if that's really what I do. Sorry, I I I sometimes coast to the finish. But, no, I, I love the idea of the fantasy football additions and even just let's just stick with Hopkins Mm -hmm. let's just say Hopkins lands with the Patriots I don't know that that puts you over the top and and ensures you make the playoffs by any any imagination like I you're you have a better shot absolutely have a better shot I love that it pushes everybody else down the depth chart on offense I think it's it's a little bit like I hoped things were going to work out with Christian Gonzalez on defense making him the number one corner but now Jack Jones future is sort of in question after uh, his attempt to go through Logan Airport security yep. with multiple hands in a bag. You can I do a lot of crazy. things as an NFL player. You can get away with a lot of stuff. One of them is not bringing guns on an airplane. Well, <laughs> quick aside on that, like <laughs> having just traveled. So traveled to Puerto Rico, traveled. Yep. Like, so you were able I to think, get on the plane fine, right? I was. Oh, I had no problems. <laughs> and I think really hard. Like I plan, like what's going in my carry-on? What yeah. do I need? Like. I freak out like, oh, crap, I forgot there's a water bottle in there. Yep. Or one time traveling with the Patriots, they took my I had like a knife, a little teeny pocket knife on my keychain, and they took that and threw it out. Like, so I really pay attention to what's in my bag. Right. I cannot even envision walking <laughs> through the doors at Logan Airport knowing or even thinking there might be handguns in my bag. Well, and like not I, that it matters, but I think that's what makes it like clearly a mistake like I don't think he was purposely doing that I don't think he was trying to get them on the plane I think he was just brutally negligent in his process of getting on the airplane and then to like make it worse by the police report the bag has a tag that says Jones like you can't even pretend oh I grabbed my buddy's bag by accident or something like no no it's kind of like Austin Powers sir it says property (laughs) of Jack Jones this is your bag uh anyway this has been the Fitzy and Hart program on a Saturday afternoon uh I think we feel good about the Marcus Smart trade right can I say that I guess pretty good Kind of. I'll miss him. I thought I talked you into it. Porzingis offense. No, I'm fine with Porzingis, but I would have liked both of them. But are you? But do you really lament the loss of Marcus Smart with your head and on the court, or is it your heart and your rooting? It's my heart, and it's it's a big, big, big season for uh, Jason Tatum now. He's got to be a leader. Oh, I agree with that. That's part of what I love about it. Yeah. I think this puts a lot of pressure on Jason Tatum. In a good I'm, way. No, I'm, I agree. I'm ready for him to put his big boy pants on and become a superstar or prove that he's not a superstar. I'm all he's in on the unicorn to, then. I'm all in on the unicorn <laughs> too because he is here. Unlike DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin <laughs> Cook, he's a unique offensive talent, unique athlete who is actually in the city of Boston, is actually going to spend at least one season 
with the Boston Celtics and try to put them over the top, try to get Banner 18. We will continue to monitor everything in Foxborough. That's Mike Cadlick. You will read his blogs on WEEI.com. You can listen to him and myself and Fitzy on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. We'll still be pumping out episodes in this little bit of a quiet time between minicamp and training camp in the last week of July. Still crossing those fingers. Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Hopkins, one of them, both of Do them. It. Is Mac ready for the comeback? All that will be discussed over the next month. Appreciate you listening and hanging out on a gray summer, and I put that in air quotes, summer afternoon when we do not have 80 degrees, we do not have sun, and Fitzy is sitting on the beach somewhere. For Mike Cadlick, I am Andy Hart. Thank you for listening this afternoon. Enjoy Red Sox baseball. Pre-game show is up next as the 500 Red Sox, last place Red Sox, try to convince you they're indeed a good baseball team. Take care, everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.